Hey everybody, this is Mark Richards, the owner of Wasatch Recovery and a proud sponsor of Todd Sylvester's BeliefCast. We are excited to have you join us as we discuss Wasatch Recovery's unique treatment programs for overcoming addictions and techniques for developing a healthier lifestyle. We call this the Wasatch Way. Wasatch Recovery's goal is to instill hope, teach resilience, and help you achieve recovery. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast, and today is another episode of the Wasatch Way. I'm joined with the owner of Wasatch Recovery, Mark Richards. Mark? How's everybody? Yeah. Good to have you again, man. I'm really enjoying these uh, episodes with you, and just I, I think the feedback's been phenomenal. We've had a few people reach out to us already, which has been kind of cool. I love it. Right? I do. I love it. I love uh, just you know the information that we're just putting out there yeah um i think people are responding which is great yeah yeah and again you know we're we're doing this to kind of share with people what we do here at wasatch kind of the way we do things um not saying we're perfect but we do a really good job we love what we do and we've had some great episodes and today you know is going to be another great aspect of what we do here and it's getting to the root of the issue with each client that comes through this program and you might think, well, that's really what most treatment centers would do, you would think. Well, but, you'd think so, um, but right? we don't see it very often. You really don't. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times we're sitting with someone, and you know this too, Mark, where they're like, where's this information been? Why haven't we gone over this? And why haven't I touched this? And, and you know, there's some programs, you know, that will maybe even say, well, we don't even go down that road. And we're just like, no, we're, we're going to hit every aspect of what you've gone through in your life. Absolutely. I think that's just so important. I think there's always a reason why somebody's using. Yeah. And even if they walk in the door and don't know exactly what that reason is, we're going to dig. We're going right. to dig deep and we're going to try and find the root of the issue. Yeah. Um, I think the principle behind it is be our beliefs dictate the way we behave. So if I'm blowing up my life with drugs and alcohol, it usually stems from a belief that I have that's irrational, which stems from sometimes it's from abuse. It's from being bullied, parents divorcing, you know, all kinds of things, right? Right. I mean, there's so many different areas that drive, you know, the the substance abuse or the mental health side of things. And, uh, you know, especially in this day and age, we yeah. see it even different than when you and I were growing up. Oh, and for sure. It's just, it's just difficult right now. And I think sometimes as adults, we don't realize how it's affecting our kids or how we've even been affected right. um, as individuals on some of thing some things where people might go well that's that's not very traumatic yeah but we don't know and that's yeah. why it's so individually based i think yeah and so i know you've been doing this a long time mark we've been open 10 years now right is that a, yeah, yeah coming right up on 10 years this <laughs> next month that's pretty cool yeah it's awesome. not, not many places can say that and we're grateful that we've been able to help i mean i think it's over 2000 clients now have come through our program you've been doing this a long time You've obviously, you're in the industry. A lot of people know you. You know a lot of people. What what kind of do you see, you know, in your experiences of how do we go about getting to that root of the problem, at least from your perspective, maybe, maybe a little different than what other people might do? Well, first things first is uh, I see a lot of programs that just sit on the surface. Mm -hmm. And when I say sit on the surface, they don't want to dig. They want to create a blanket program for people. Yeah. And... Uh, the one thing we don't do is 
make a blanket program because each individual has their own issues. Yeah. And so we create an individual treatment plan for each person that walks in the door. That's the first thing. Yeah. And when I talk to other facilities, they're filling out packets. They're doing a lot of psychoeducational type stuff, teaching right. you school on why you use drugs and alcohol and never getting to the actual issue of yeah. the individual themselves. And it frustrates me yeah. as an owner to see that. And I, I would say the majority of treatment centers do it that way. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, I love what you said is we do an individual program for everyone that comes through there, through our program. Like meaning we will curtail it to exactly what they need, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and I Absolutely. think that's another thing that kind of sets us apart a little bit. Well, you and I both, and I think that is part of getting to the issue and yeah. part of getting to the root of why somebody's using. If you just come in here and teach the general population on why people use drugs and alcohol, right? nobody's going to get anything out of it. They know why they use drugs and alcohol because... right. You know, they're in their situation, but if we don't ever find out what that situation is, how in the heck do we really help them? Yeah. I think another thing we do, and I, I just did a group earlier today, and it's funny how <laughs> our our clients, and, and this is typical, and I've done it too, so I'm not saying that I've never done this because I have, but like they'll say something like, like a, I'll, I'll, I'll give an example. The girl said, you know, I need to, to have a, you know, an indestructible mindset. I got to have a powerful mindset, you know, and that's what I need to do to be better. And I could have just moved on. I'm like, well, okay, great. But how do you do that? And she literally like kind of the deer in the headlights. Well, and I go, that sounded nice. But I go, that's, but if I, if we're just touching surface, yeah, great. Let's move on. No. How do we do that? Give me specifics. Well, and I think, right. I challenge a lot of people to set goals. Yeah. And it's amazing when people set goals, they'll have 10 goals sitting on a piece of paper and there's never a how. It's yeah. always what. What do I want to do? Oh, yeah. I want to be a pilot, or yeah. I want to be a doctor, or I want to be this. Okay, how are you going to do that? Yeah. And that's the part that everybody misses, is the how piece of it. Right. Yeah, again, g digging deeper and being more down in the trenches versus just the surfacing. Oh, you set 10 goals, great, let's move on. Right. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, coming into treatment takes a lot of courage for most people just to get there. And then when I see treatment centers sit on the surface is what we call it, mm -hmm. doesn't really care about the root of the issue of the individual because they feel like they may not have enough time to get through that root of the issue. Yeah. Or, you know, you can't run a program on an individually treatment-based situation. Yeah. And, uh, and so I just think they're leaving everything on the table. Yeah. Um, for the individual themselves. Sure, it, it can be a good program. They're giving them some good information. But as far as the individual themselves, they're carrying so much weight when they walk into the facility. You can see it in yeah. them. And if yeah. we don't get to that and deal with that, and if they don't deal with that, they're, I mean, this is why we see people go over and over exactly. and over. And then finally somebody will go, well, let's talk about your, PTSD. Let's talk yes. about your abuse. Let's talk about this. And they get really uncomfortable yeah. and they don't like to. Right. But we force them to do that and to yeah. deal with it. And it's amazing the weight that it lifts off their shoulders. Absolutely. And we hear a lot, Mark, when someone leaves and, and they relapse, they'll come back and go, I never shared this before. How many times do we hear oh, that? We hear it 
all the time. And they realize because we are driving them to share that stuff. And when they know they haven't and they go out and relapse, they know now why they went and relapsed. And they come back and go, (laughs) I'm still carrying this. I I need to process this. I need to get this off of my shoulders. It's killing me. Right. You know, there's a beautiful quote by the late Mr. Rogers, you know. He said, if you can mention it, you can manage it. And so that's really what we're saying. It's like, let's talk about it. And what, what happens is you kind of take the power back. You, instead of it having power over you, you start having power over whatever it is, right? Well, that's where you guys are so amazing. I mean, i got to give it to you. You guys teach them, yes, don't let this thing that's controlled your life for so long control it any longer. Right. Take that power back away from that stuff. And now you're in control. And once you're in control, you don't have to use. Right. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. You know, I, I there was a client that came through, and I want to give an example for our listeners because people might be going, well, you know, give us an example of why, how does that work? And then you can add to this, Mark, because with your experience. But I don't, I don't want to, I can't say the client's name. I'll say his first name. His name was Eric. He came through the program. And I had him start identifying what's the negative things he tells himself. And at the top of that list, and the list was a mile long, at the top of that list was I'm stupid. And so I asked this guy, I go, when did, where did that come from? And he's in his 50s, right? And he says, when I was in fifth grade, I was at parent-teacher conference, and I overheard the teacher tell my parents, your son's not very bright. This poor fifth grader hears this, and he's like, I guess I'm stupid. I mean, it crushed him, right? Hears it from an authority. And from that point forward, he just started telling himself, I'm stupid. And then he proved it by getting bad grades, hating school, and eventually dropping out. And then I ask him, as he's sitting right where you're sitting, I go, do you still believe you're stupid? And he goes, yeah. And I go, how's that held you back in life? He goes, well, I didn't go to college. I do low-paying jobs. I isolate. I won't read a book in front of you. I mean, all these things. And I go, that's why you slam heroin. And he's like, really? And I go, yeah. And so what we had to do, again, getting to the root, he had to change that belief from stupid to actually we helped him get it to where he believed he was brilliant. Which is amazing. It's amazing to watch the transformation. And I'll never forget when I said, hey, just say uh, I, Eric, am brilliant right now. He's like, he shook his head, I can't. I'm like, just say it. It looked like he was going to throw up. He's like, I, Eric, am brilliant. You know, and he's just like, ugh. <laughs> and I go, I know you don't believe it right now. And here's the, here's the funny thing is, he, he, he is smart. And he's been clean now. I think he's going on six and a half years. And I always text him, hey, how's my brilliant friend? And he just laughs. He's like, I can't believe I bought into that for over four decades. And that's an example of someone who there was this underlying belief that he just wasn't smart, which crushed him, which led to all these unhealthy behaviors. Had we not dug to that point, we never would have resolved that. He would have walked around still believing he was stupid. Right. Right. And so many people would have thought, what a minor situation. Yeah. Um, that was no big deal. They probably didn't mean it. And they would yeah. discount that situation. And if it was if it was a blanket statement to people, there's probably 10 people in that room that may have had that similar experience that didn't take it that way. Yeah. But that's where that individual yep. comes in. And you got to get to that issue because if if the one feels it, it is what it is, and it yeah. drove him for four decades to be what he is, and it's sad. It's sad, yeah. And he, he he can laugh at it now, but he's like, I can't believe I 
let that control me for that long. Well, and it took all of his power, just like you yeah. say. Yep. It, it, it was everything in his life for so long. Yeah. And then in just a moment, he learned how to take that power back and look at him now. Yeah. No, I love it. No, I love it too. Well, one thing I want to point out, you mentioned it earlier, and you do this a lot. I hear this from all the clients. Hey, Mark told me I, I got to write my goals down. <laughs> And tell me why you're so adamant about that. Because I know that's something you do. You write goals down. You figure, you're always a goal-oriented person. Why, why is that so important to you? And then why do you try to get our clients to kind of follow your lead on that? Well, I think I've watched them go through this process with you and my therapists. Mm-hmm. And they get to this place where now they've got a lot of hope again yeah. in themselves. Yeah. Walking out of residential. But we all know that if you walk out the doors and you get complacent, you're going to fall right back into your old habits. You're going to start feeling those same feelings. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the anxiety. All of a sudden you're depressed. (laughs) And so if they will set simple goals, and and I mean simple goals, wake up every day at 8 o'clock and make my bed. Yeah. Nine o'clock, I'm going to eat breakfast. 10 o'clock, I'm going to go for a walk. 11 o'clock, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Just as simple as that is, they're achieving something on a daily basis yeah. that will give them satisfaction of feeling validated and feeling like they're a success because they become successful on a daily basis. Oh, I love that. And that's why I think it's so important that they set daily goals. Then they can set those short-term goals and then the long-term goals but again if they set those long-term goals and don't put down the how yeah they never get to them yeah so i'm constantly harping them on hey don't only just set the goal make sure and dissect that goal how are you going to get to that goal because now you can check off those little goals and i just see it as because i do it in my own life yeah it makes me feel great yeah every time i put a check mark (laughs) next to a goal i don't care what it is i'm gonna go to work today i'm gonna check it off yeah i'm gonna be there by eight o'clock if i'm there at 8 15 i can't check it off so i get there by eight o'clock i get to make the check mark and i'm like man i felt kind of good i got there you know and it's it it, again i what we've said in the past is People tend to make things so complicated. It's more simple than we think. Yeah. But it's basic rules of life. Yeah. Well, there sure is a power in writing something down. I know that for my own self. Like, like how many times have you had an idea in the middle of the night and you're like, okay, I'll write that when I get up. And then have you ever woke up and then and you forget about, about it. it? Yeah. Yeah. And then I kick myself. Oh, it was the best idea. Always. Right. I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> now I wake up and I actually try and write it down. <laughs> yeah. Because I do that. Same thing. And, and, and it just goes to show the power of writing something down. I don't know how to explain it. It's amazing. Like, it's like you write them down and it's almost as if you open up this channel that's going to help you achieve it. I don't know how to explain it. You and I both. But, but if it it's in my brain, yeah, I never achieve the daily goals. Yeah. If I put it on paper, I would say 90% of the time I achieve all those goals for yeah. the day. It's, it, there's something to it. Yeah. And I see that especially with people who thrive in structure or don't thrive in in an unstructured environment. Right. Yeah, for and sure. So what I yeah. really am trying to impress upon them is keep your own structure going. Yeah. Make your life structured. And if you'll set those basic, simple goals, I'm going to wake up at 7, I'm going to make my bed, I'm going to do these things, yeah. it creates that accountability on paper. Yeah. 
and now you got to live by it. It's almost <laughs> like it's speaking to you. Exactly. Okay, if yeah. you want to make a check mark, you got to put it on paper. And talk about a natural dopamine release is when you cross it off. I right. finished it. Ooh, that feels good, right? right. <laughs> I remember the old Franklin Covey <laughs> style, and I still do it. You know, when I'm when I'm working on the goal, I put a little circle by it. Yeah. And then when the goal's finished, I put a little check mark by it. I yeah. mean, it was brilliant. Obviously, it it yeah. worked for years and years and years. For sure. I still do it. Yeah. And uh, it really is a great yeah. way to just feel good about yourself on a daily basis. Yeah, I love that. It was funny. There was a, a client I was meeting with earlier this morning. She's leaving tomorrow. And she's like, oh, I've I got to get my goals done for Mark. He told me that I have to have 10 before I go. I'm like, good, get those done, man. You know, and, <laughs> um, I, I want to point out that's one thing that's really cool about you, Mark, that, again, you're the owner here and you're involved in the clients in, the, in a way where you're like, you got them doing things. That's pretty cool. No, I love it. I just, yeah. I, I just love it. I love to be... A part of that, um, you know, I, I kind of want to go back a little bit to that that root of the issue. It's funny because we went and did a presentation at one of the behavioral hospitals once, mm-hmm. and one of the nurses said to us, we hear you guys are tough. And I said, <laughs> what does that mean exactly, tough? And she said, well, we just hear that you guys are tough. And I said, would you not want it any other way? And she said, well, no, because it's mean. And I said, it's not mean. Yeah, you can call it tough because we make people uncomfortable. Yeah. And and I, and sure. I told her I will not <laughs> apologize for that because if they don't get out of their comfort zone, their comfort zone right now is shooting up drugs. Yeah. Out of their comfort zone is dressing nice feeling different, combing your hair, doing those things that they haven't done for so long. Yeah. No, I will not apologize for being tough because if we don't get tough and get to the root of the issue, these people will not flourish. Yeah. And I just wow, thought it was so that. interesting that yeah. they, they, they almost were offended by me saying that. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of a quote by uh, Plato. I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't memorize Basically says, no man is more hated than the one that tells the truth. Right. right? The truth hurts. <laughs> and it does hurt. And and if that's what tough is, then we'll continue being tough. And again, we're not mean. No. There's a difference. Oh, yeah. But I know in my own life, Mark, if, if my friends and my family aren't telling me the truth, even though sometimes it might sting like, dad, you got to be a better dad or whatever it might be, right? That hurts, but at least I heard it, and it's like, okay, now I got an opportunity to do something about it. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that... that if it never comes out, exactly yeah. what we're talking about, if yeah. they don't get to that point where we push them hard enough mm-hmm. to get that out, we're not doing our job, in my opinion. Yeah. And they're not going to get to that root of the issue anyway, and they're going to relapse. Yeah. And we know it, mm-hmm. and really, I believe they know it. Yeah. Because again, they come back and they validate that For when they sure. come back and say, you know what? I didn't quite get to the real root yep. and now I'm ready. Yeah. And that always impresses me when they just say that. And I would say 99% of our clients will say, I'm glad you're tough. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm glad. Yeah. Don't you hear that all the time? I'm glad they were tough. I'm glad they pushed me. This is different in that way, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what is different. And that, that's why we're talking about this right now on yeah. the Wasatch Way. It's different than most. I think most treatment yeah. centers, and, I, and I'm not labeling every other treatment center, but there are a lot of treatment centers that are afraid to lose the client because they're being 
direct yeah. or they're trying to get to the root of the issue and they're afraid they're going to run away yeah. and it's going to hurt their business. You know what? You know, my mm-hmm. therapists know, yeah. we invite people. If you don't want to work and get to the root of your issue, there's no reason to be here. When you're ready, come back and yeah. we will help you. Exactly. We guarantee we'll help you that way. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, and yeah. they do. They go They go to other yeah. places. Or another good example, uh, not to ramble on, but no, it's good. is we'll get people who come to our residential and then they'll go to an IOP or an outpatient facility in a different area because they may be from a different area of the state or, right. you know, the nation. And they, they'll call me and say, Okay, it's so surfacey over here in this outpatient. I can't take it. I'm bored out of my mind and yeah. nobody's getting the root of the issues. And yeah. I just laugh because they immediately know, yep. my gosh, these people are not doing anything. They're just sitting on the surface doing their job. Dang. I hate that. Yeah. It, again, it reminds me of the saying, once the mind's been stretched, it can never go back to its original dimensions. Right. And we stretch their minds here and then they walk out of here. What do we say all the time too? Like we... We've been ruining relapses for 10 years now, Was, you know, the Wasatch way, right? Yep. Because they all say, yeah, it was the worst relapse. I hated it. I don't know why I did it, blah, blah, blah. But I'm back to, to really get to that root again. Well, and we always tell people that, and uh, we may have mentioned <laughs> this before. You will never, once you come to Wasatch Recovery, you will never like to use drugs ever again. We yeah. guarantee that because yeah. you're going to realize. Yeah. I hate this. Yep. And uh, yeah. and then it does it. It changes that mindset. Yeah. And that's where Love you're that. so good, Toddy. I got to give you a lot of credit. Is that mindset, the narrative, yeah. the way they're thinking, the I am statements, those yeah. kind of things are just brilliant with yeah. these people. So, yeah. Wow. And all of us, really. It's not just them. For sure. I, I use them in my own life. I listen to your own podcast yeah. and I sit there and <laughs> learn from you every day. That's I mean, cool. I get free therapy, everybody. It's awesome. <laughs> Well, you know, again, this is I again, this is another way where again, we're not saying we're better than anyone else, but this is this is what we do though. We get to the root of the issue. We'll and it, and if it if it's tough, it's tough. Who you know, we're going to do that because we want to help people. You well, know? and and if it is tough, imagine how tough it is for them to have to deal with that issue. Yeah. If it's tough to express it, and if it's tough to get that off your shoulders and it's tough to say it, then I can't imagine that weight. So I don't yeah. look at it as that we're really that tough because what they're dealing with is way tougher. For sure. Right? Yep. Yeah. So no, I, I love it. I do. I just love that we do it this way. And again, I, I will never apologize for it. Again, it's never mean. Yeah. It's just good, solid therapy. Yeah. yeah. And to me, you know... Um, that's, that totally is what love is, is sometimes we got to be tough. I agree. You think of your own kids. Sometimes we got to be really tough for them to hear the message. Why do we do it? Cause we care. We love them. Absolutely. Right. We love them to death versus I'm going to avoid that. Cause I don't want to be mad at me. No, I'm going to tell them and yeah, they can be mad at me for a minute. That's fine. But they'll eventually come back and go, yeah, you're right. They, they right. always will. <laughs> we say that all the time. Right. In fact, that's how we run our groups. I mean, yeah. people are calling other people out. We might say, hey, they totally. might be mad at you for a minute for calling them out, but yeah. you're saving their life. Yes. And they will realize that if it's it now in five minutes or if it's five years down the road, they're going to come back and say thank you. Absolutely. We hear it all the time. We do. Well, um, 
Thank you for taking the time, Mark. I think uh, this has been a great subject. I always like to ask you this. If someone's struggling and they need help and they want to, to reach out, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you, Mark? There's many different ways. Um, our main number rings to myself and a couple of others. It's 801-901-0024. And then people okay. are free to call me on my personal mobile at 801-898-7778. Anytime. Um, they can go on our website. They can text on our website if they're afraid to talk to somebody. Yeah. They can shoot me a text if you're afraid to talk or yeah. you just don't quite have the courage yet. Shoot me a text. I'll do what I can do to love help it. you. And uh, we, would, we would love to help any way possible. Love that, Mark. Thank you so much. And, yeah, thank you for taking the time, as always. always. No, this I appreciate awesome. your time. It's amazing. No, uh, I love is, what you do, brother. <laughs> this is fun. Well, hey, guys, thanks for tuning in once again to the Wasatch Way with Mark Richards. Um, please reach out to him. Again, I've heard several times now, like, I can't believe Mark's given out his number. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we, we, if we love what we do, we, we do whatever we can. Exactly. So, and, that, and, and I love it, and I know you love it. Yeah. We all love it over here. That's one thing that is great about yeah. our facilities. We've got a culture that is amazing. Yeah. So if you haven't, if this is your first time listening to the Wasatch Way, if you want to find other episodes, it's on all the podcast platforms. You can also go to beliefcast.com and just go down and scroll and do a search and you'll see all of Mark's Wasatch Ways and uh, you can get caught up and, uh, you know, they're roughly about a half hour each and it's just a good way of uh, understanding what we do here. And if you have a loved one who's struggling, like we just said, please reach out and Mark's always been one to take a call from anybody at any time. So that's another beautiful thing. So Mark, thank you for your time and you know, you're awesome, man. I love you, Todd. You're the best. Love you, brother. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, please share this with someone you may know that's struggling. If you have someone in your family that's got uh, substance abuse issues and you don't know how to talk to them, send them an episode of the Wasatch Way. Maybe it's a way to kind of break the ice and then you can follow up with a phone call going, hey, I sent that to you because I care about you. This might be a good place for you to go to. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. Love you guys and talk to you soon.